Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Welcome back to the Living Fully Podcast. Boy, do I have a treat for all of y'all. Okay, so I've had a lot of killer guests on this podcast. Would you like to know the two most requested guests? Number one, my dad. And number two, Maddie Nelson. This podcast is a follow-up to a podcast that I did with Maddie about a year ago, I would say. And that podcast has been listened to by hundreds of thousands of you who have continued to request that Maddie come back on the podcast and share more of her words of wisdom and her amazing journey to choosing the life that she wants. She talks about listening to the voice of God, how you've got to get away from like the noise and distractions to do that, about saying yes to things and saying no to things to choose the life that you want. And I know that that sounds cliche, but Maddie does it in a really special way and explains it in a way that's very approachable. And I think that that's why her podcast that I did before is just one that resonates over and over and over, even a year later. We talk about really beautiful subjects too of service. And we talk about people in their early 20s and the advice that we would give to ourselves if we were in our early 20s. We talk about marriage and kids and running a business, and everything under the sun. So I am so grateful that my friend Maddie could come on here for podcast number two. So without further ado, Maddie Nelson. So I'm here with the bearer of the light herself, Maddie Nelson. Hi, Hi, Valerie. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Y'all, this took us a really long time to nail down because Maddie is a busy woman. And in high (laughs) demand. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's you. (laughs) You you have no idea. I I know a lot of people listening to this podcast today will be people who have been the people requesting for a whole entire year. And I appreciate everybody's patience as we've come around to this. and, And your podcast was like the most beloved podcast that I've done. Episode number 47. Hundreds of thousands of listens. Um, It was a real gift to a lot of my listeners. So I want to start this off by saying thank you for that. Thank you for having me, letting me share my story. I think that was the first time I really put like my entire, literally my life story out there in one place. So thanks for making that possible. Of course. It is a special thing for people to want to hear and know that part of you. But it's also something that you have to be willing to share and open to sharing. Because then once it's out there, like it's out there. I know. I know. (laughs) Before we talked today, I was thinking, oh my gosh, what did I even talk about on the last podcast? Well, I re-listened to it. And why I think so much of that resonated is because you touch on things that a lot of people just feel. There's a lot of, we've yeah. talked about this. There's a lot of like toxic positivity, toxic yes. authenticity. Toxic. Yes. Everybody is acting like, you know, they, they've got all the answers. And I think a lot yeah. of people do have a lot of experience and a lot of answers, but the things that you talked about that I think really resonated were saying no to certain things in life. And yes, certain things in life to create this beautiful life, giving God space so that you can even hear his voice in this loud and crazy and busy world. And I think a really big thing that you touched on that in my DMs and and people's reposts that I see is just this feeling of things are like sort of right, but I know this isn't like where I'm ready to be like your broken engagement like right. your job that you loved, but you decided to leave. Yeah. There are so many things in your life that have been an example to people that have that feeling. And I think a lot of people have made the jump because of listening to this podcast. So. That's 
just crazy to me. And I, I feel like that's my why is that if I can share anything, it's just for girls to, and I don't have the answers, you know, like you just said, a lot of people have the answers. I don't have the answers. I have, I have vulnerability that I'm willing to share and I'm willing to share my story. So maybe you can just learn something from it, but I just hope that girls know they don't have to settle and they don't have to. And like you, they don't have to settle for an average life. They don't. And like you Mm -hmm. can choose your life. That's the, Mm -hmm. it was the passion project that I wrote my book about that Matt, Matt Mm -hmm. um, I picked one uh, social media person in the mix of all my amazing endorsements. I can't believe it. I I literally woman. I know who I want. I want Matt. We have so many like (sighs) beliefs and not only were we married at the same time, had kids at the same time. Yep. We'll probably have a third one at the same time because we're really on so. track. <laughs> we just, I love the way that you show up in the world and the positive person that you are. So I think that there's no better place to start than that. Okay. Um, you said this off the podcast, but we live in a yes world. Everybody wants to say yes mm-hmm. to everything, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more, 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 better, better, better. I'm doing this. Let me show you. Watch. Yes. And... Yes. I think that something that's important for people to know are the stories of the middle are the stories of the things that you had to do to get to that sparkle that you have when you show up on social media. So let's talk a little bit about that starting out because one of the most asked questions, because I did pull my social media peeps and they just (laughs) wanted to know how you stay so positive and joyful in the midst of a very, I'm using the word chaotic, but yeah. I mean chaotic yeah. in a bad way, season in life. How yeah. Do you, how do you do that every day? Okay. This is a, it's a hard one because I feel like in, in general, who I am is a positive person. And you and I talked about this off the podcast, but we both were raised in positive homes where like, bad moods weren't really allowed. Not that you weren't allowed to be in a bad mood, but it was always flipped into a positive thing. If I was complaining or if there was, you know, if I had a bad day at school with bad friends or whatever, my parents always kind of helped me to get out of that. And I think that's why I loved my parents so much is because, and obviously still do. I talk to my mom about everything, but it was always, you could pause. No, you're saying (laughs) You're saying it correctly. It, you're saying it, it. It's the exact thing that I dealt with too in, in my own home. And I think today in the world yeah. today, yeah. people go, and I do believe you need to sit in the negative emotions. Yeah, we, that's for part sure. of our main message. However, for sure. I think that there's a way as a parent or as a person to not be so snap out of it and to yes. be like, let me guide you Yes. Toward the positive because let's walk through this. It's like a moth to a flame. I mean, when you focus on the things that are good in your life, right. And when you can shorten that time that you sit in the bad, I, I think that it only makes for a happier existence. Right. It's, and I, I believe if you seek a happy life, if you seek the good things in your life, you're going to find it. If you seek your favorite things about your husband, you're going to see them every day. If you seek the negative and the things that bother you about your husband or him leaving the cabinets open, you're going to see that. You're going to find that every day. So I feel like for me, it's just trying my best to seek the good moments, the positive things that are in my life and not focus on the negative. Exactly. It's much easier said than done. Of course, I have bad days. I know you do too. And I think that having David, who's also a really positive person to help me snap out of it has been such a blessing, especially for our marriage. Like like, we never really sulk together. It's always like, okay, let's, (laughs) right. Yes, it is because someone can bring you up or bring you down. And it's so nice when you have a person who it's like a seesaw, like you have that balance in that. And I had someone one time tell me, I love what you just said. Like if you, and you do hear that a lot, you hear focus on the focus on the positivity. Someone said it to me in a different way recently, and it was really cool. And it's really helped me. And we, especially like we're, if you are married, you have things, you have resentments, you have things, yeah. annoyances, you have so many little things you could grasp onto 
yes. and focus on, of course. Yes. That's going to make a different marriage than if you look at all the good qualities that your husband has. And I remember Kyle had done something and I don't even remember what it was, but I was just stewing on that for like a week and going on and on about something. And we were getting ready to go on a trip or something. And she said to me, if you can just put that resentment about that in a jar and set it on the shelf for this trip, you can pick it back up and like deal and kind of deal with it and see what you want to do, do with it when you come back. But if you could just put it on a shelf, like just, just for a little bit. And that was very, um, I love that. That was a real tool for me. And I'm not saying brush things under the rug. um, No, there are things that you're going to deal with them, but just put it on a shelf and let's focus on the time, the good times ahead and the, Right. If, if, uh, David hadn't packed the dang Mickey mouse ears for you going to Disney and you were mad about that the whole time you were at magic kingdom, if we want to talk Maddie language. (laughs) Exactly. I was literally just thinking about that. So even, so David and I do this thing where we kind of like check each other from a distance. Mm -hmm. Like he can feel me out. I remember it was right before the kids started school and I was really overwhelmed. We had a lot going on with Tallulah and I, had something going on with a friend and it was just, I had a lot going on. And, and those are things that I don't publicly share on Instagram because you don't want to always air your dirty laundry, no, you know? No. And sometimes you can't. And, and sometimes you can't. David looked at me that morning and he was like, we're taking the day. We're taking a family day. And I feel like we have a really good way of gauging each other and just checking those lines and making sure that like, we are both, our cups are being filled how they need to be filled. And like going to Disney, it's kind of like if we can see each other falling into a rut and not, I'm not saying that you need to go to Disney to do that. But if you're falling into a rut and it doesn't even just have to be your marriage, but like your family and your kids. And sometimes you just have to take that break. You have to look at each other and say like, okay, that, you know, we got to go take a family day. We got to yes. go to the zoo. We need to go do something. It's a, and it's such a breath of, of fresh mm-hmm. air. We have, you know, we were talking about this off the podcast. So like, you know, you have a huge business with several employees, but mm-hmm. Matt, I, I have my business and that I'm hiring more and more people into my business I used to want to do it all myself. Maddie also used to want to do it all herself. Maddie and I both still pretty much do it all, do too much ourselves, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's so important, but you do really have to have people that can, that can know you well enough to be able to shine a little bit of light in there when it's getting a little bit dark what an amazing thing when that person can be your partner and your husband. Right. If right. you're not a person that's married, that person can be a friend. And if yeah. you have a friend, your that family, when, your family, especially, mm-hmm. but also like if you have a person, when you are shining light is yeah. kind of spilling darkness into your life. I think that's something that as you get older and into your thirties, you reassess. Yes. And absolutely you don't have time. You don't have time for anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where I went off with the tangent of light and darkness from the Disney conversation, but here we are. <laughs> but you know, but it's you true. Know. If David forgot my ears, he would not hear the end of it. He would not hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. He would not hear the end of it. Something that was asked over and over, and, and since we're talking a little bit about like what we had talked about on the, the other podcast that we had done together and extending yeah. that conversation. Yes. A lot of people ask about the feeling. So it it could be a feeling that someone's having in a job or in an engagement or a relationship or a feeling about anything. It can be anything at all. Mm -hmm. How do you know when that feeling is a feeling that's prompting you to make that shift because life is full of ebbs and flows and you're always mm-hmm. going to feel up and down. That is just mm-hmm. part of life. Mm-hmm. But how do you know when you feel like it's a nudge from, from God in your own experience in your life? Man, I, it's a really hard question because in, yeah, in each season. So with every 
leap of faith that I've taken in my life. I feel like in each season, it was a different nudge. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it was like a, a whisper. Sometimes it was a roar. Sometimes it was everything falling into place. And then sometimes nothing fell into place. And I had to kind of like knock and say, hey, like, are we doing this? Yeah. But I really, I feel like in your heart of hearts, you know, and if God is calling you to something, if you feel like you're really being led to something, he's going to equip you for it Mm -hmm. no matter what. And sometimes you're going to have to like fight for it a little bit you know, like your marriage or things like that. If you really want that, like you're going to have to fight for it and do the work. And then sometimes it's going to be easy and these doors are just going to open for you. But I think you just have to listen and you have to like get in the quiet place Yeah, and really just listen and wait. And if it's signs for you, ask God for signs. He'll give them to you. Seek and you'll find it. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want to see him, he'll show himself to you. And I, I don't mean to get all like, cheesy and spiritual on you, but I really do believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not cheesy and, and spiritual. I think it's the truth yeah. that you live out <laughs> and it's the truth that I hope yeah. that I live out every day. I love what yeah. you said though, that the nudge is different in every situation and in every season. And right. you have to listen to or be open to feeling that. Yes. And it's very hard when the world is really noisy around you. Yeah. Such a noisy world where every really second is filled with something. Mm-hmm. And I love you are su- you are such a great example of trying to find space to feel mm-hmm. that feeling and to mm-hmm. hear that voice. Mm-hmm. And something that you just said too that I love that's a big part of your story is sometimes you have the feeling, you make the move, and even though it's the right decision, you may not feel good yet. Right. So post the the engagement that you walk yes. away from that we discussed in the first podcast, which I'll link in the bio. I questioned everything, Mallory. Yes. You're like, questioned what everything. God. Yes. I thought my I thought my life was over. Yeah. I'm like, but I know this is the right decision, God, but why are you torturing me? Yes. Yes. And it's there are sometimes when you are following that nudge and it is the right thing, but it, it's not going to feel right immediately. And you just have to push through. You just have just to have push to. through. Don't go back. Just trust that it was yes. the right decision. Yes. And like, even though we've talked, we've started this podcast talking about positivity and light and joy, like life is certainly not all butterflies No, and it is okay to sit in those unsure seasons once mm-hmm. you've made that decision. Because look mm-hmm. at the beautiful life that came from that. Things right. have to be moved around and shifted in the universe for you to arrive to, I believe, to yeah. those periods of time. Yeah. Everything and goes I, 100 miles an hour now. So it's hard to sit. Right. Right. And I think it's really easy right now. We live in a life where there are opinions everywhere. Yeah. So say if I wanted to, even with Tallulah, if I wanted to start Tallulah, this is three years ago. And my mom believed in me a million percent and David believed in me a million percent, but there were a lot of other voices in my life at the time. Yeah. Including my dad who like really thought it was a joke. I didn't even talk about it on Instagram because I didn't want the voices. And I think there are certain things in our life and, and especially in our life right now in our on Instagram and social media. And I feel like everybody just wants to share their dreams and share everything that's going on in their life. And I feel like there are some things that just need to be yours until you see them like into fruition. Do you know? Yes. It's always, I have a surprise. I have a secret. I have this. And sometimes it's just, it just needs to be yours so that you don't have all of those voices. Yes. I wrote a whole chapter in the book that you're about to get that'll arrive to your doorstep. And it's all about like how I've learned in my life to ignore the noise. A lot of times, how do you do it? I know the answer and Mm -hmm. I'm so distracted by the noise of comparison or just the literal noise that is in my house all the time or the noise of social media or the noise of distraction in my business. And a lot of time, sometimes I don't know the, my way forward, but I've got to give myself some time to find that way. But sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. And I just, 
I can't even hear that answer in my own head because all I'm doing is just listening to the mm-hmm. everything around me. And I think that that's a skill that if you can master that, hearing hearing God's voice, I think first and foremost, like we yeah. discussed, but hearing your own voice. Yeah. And trusting yourself and saying, no, I'm going to do this. Even if you doubt me, I'm still going to do it. Yes. And like, look where you are now with 30 something employees, your 55th warehouse. That's like one million square. <laughs> Second. <laughs> You're absolutely just crushing it because you went out on a limb. You listen to your own voice and, and it's really hard to when a, an anti-voice is well-meaning yes. like a family yes, member, but you have sure. to remember they didn't walk the same path as you. I, right. You know, your I don't think your dad was selling stuff out of his closet on Instagram. 30 no, he may have been, <laughs> but I didn't know Instagram was around, but you have to take it all with a grain of salt and then listen to right. yourself. Thank goodness you did. Right. Thank yeah. goodness you did. Okay. So a lot of people ask this question to both of us about, we have children that are the exact same age apart, the exact same age. Yeah. We've both got a three and a half year old and, and a two year old. And that is a noisy, busy season. Yes. So very first, my question is how much planning and organization do you do in your life in general? Or are you just kind of living? Cause I'm just kind of living. <laughs> Me too. I am not a planner. So I have my uh, acrylic calendar. And I know, it, still has, same. it still has August on it. <laughs> Even was like, you need to change that. It's October, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you need to change August. Yeah, you skipped the whole month of September. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah. not much of a planner. So, and I, oh, go, go, keep going. Go ahead. Oh, no. It's, I feel like that's not normal. I feel like moms are very much planners. So, Sometimes I doubt myself or feel a little bit insecure about that, that maybe I would be a better mom if I was a better planner, but that's just how we roll. That's just how we roll too. And I think there are certain (laughs) things in your life that you can put into place that are non-negotiables that are just as powerful as an organized pantry and a filled out planner with the right month. And I think that those things are values. Yes. If you have a value system in place <clears throat> where, I, which I know you do from conversations mm-hmm. that we've had in the past, which one of your values is like keeping God in your marriage, mm-hmm. keeping God in your children's lives and mm-hmm. your faith first and, and foremost, family, like family mm-hmm. time, literal time. Yeah. Like I will put my family yeah. before my business. I think that if you can have your values organized and planned out, you can go with the flow and still live a really intentional life and be an intentional parent and wife. Yeah. I really love it that you also kind of just fly by the seat of your pants, (laughs) which you can do, but also like within a business, you do have people that are helping you operate those things that do have to be set in. Exactly. You know, I have my sales scheduled and all of that stuff scheduled. Anything that has to to do with Tallulah is scheduled. But a few years ago, actually, David and I, it was right when we had started Tallulah. So this was like three Christmases ago. We were just learning how to work together. We'd been working together for like three months at this point. Easton was five or six months old and we had so much going on. And right before the New Year's, David and I sat down and he was like, we're going to create buckets for this year. If it doesn't fall into the bucket, we're not doing it. Love it. Because our our lives were chaos, like literal chaos. I felt like we didn't have enough time for our extended family. We didn't have any time for friends. We didn't have enough time for it. Like it was just craziness. And we really had, you know, these huge dreams for Tallulah. So our buckets that year, I think were family, health. That was for David. It was more about like his fitness and getting back on track and feeling good about his health. Tallulah was a bucket and I think it was sa- I think it was saving money for a house or something like that was a bucket. And it wasn't, we didn't have friends on our bucket. And that was really hard because we said no to a lot of friends that year. And we lost actually a lot of relationships because we weren't prioritizing friendships, but yeah. that wasn't in our season of life that year. And that was okay. And I feel like 
right now it's like you have to have community and all these things going on in your life. But sometimes you just need to hunker down and focus on your husband or focus on your kids. Oh, and, I love that. And it, it didn't fall into our bucket. And recently, you know, in the past year or two, we have had friends as a bucket and our friendships have flourished. And the ones who stuck through yes. <laughs> are still here. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And uh-huh. it's okay to be selfish with our time sometimes. And it's, you know, yeah, I don't have a crazy schedule, but I do have the four important things each year or five, you know, it really just depends on what the year is like and what our free time is like, but that's really helped us. We stick, like stick to the bucket. David will say like, no, it doesn't fit. Yeah, because you've answered that question in such a beautiful way, because the extension of that question was, how do you deal with stress like in these busy times? And that's the answer Yes, that you prioritize and you, you found this really cool tool, which Mm -hmm. I think anybody listening could do. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know that you have to have Kyle's always on board and David's typically like Kyle and David, you know, they're, they're on our team. We work together. Like we've yeah. ways, but a lot of people listening to this, if they are married or have someone that they're dating or whatever, they may mm-hmm. not be completely on board. And the person that they are with may think it's kind of silly. And they're like, we don't need to do mm-hmm. that. You, know? you can always try and do it your, yourself first. Yes. Yourself. People around yeah. you can see can oh, see the change really dealing with a lot, but she seems really happy and she's yeah. stressed. And yes. I think that's a really beautiful tool. A lot of people ask for advice to like your 20 something self or advice to 20 year olds ish looking for purpose. And I like that question because I okay. was a 20 year old looking for people to give me the answers to. I know now at 30 something that you, you learn the answers as you live your life. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, you get these little nuggets of information and they give you peace about something that you're in, or they give you guidance to somewhere you're wanting to go. So what is a piece of advice? And it doesn't have to be something Hemingway and, and just epic. Yeah. <laughs> what is the advice that you would give to a 20 year old? I would say... Okay, so I'm 31 now. Mm-hmm. I learned 30 all. Wonderful. 30, 30 wonderful. 30 wonderful. I love year. it. Mm-hmm. And I learned pretty much all of my life lessons in my 20s. My 20s were crazy. I think I lived three different lives. I would say go serve somebody. Mm-hmm. Go get out of your head, get out of your own little life, get out of your own little circle and go serve somebody. That is where I learned the most whether it was the family that I nannied for, people in Haiti, learning to serve my husband. There were so many things. Look, at I have little boys on scooters outside my window right now in Batman oh. costume and a diaper. <laughs> I love it. Oh. <laughs> but go serve somebody, whether it's like even your grandmother. If you're in your 20s and you have a grandmother, go serve her. You'll learn more from her than you will a job. Or if you have this dream that you want to work in the fashion industry, go, you know, be an intern. Just do something that isn't so self-gaining and go serve somebody. And that's such a beautiful answer. Yeah. I think that's why so many good things have come to you in your life. Later on, it was making the hard decisions and listening to the calling. But it's also this Mm -hmm. beautiful vein of service that it's a Mm -hmm. thread that I feel like has followed you from these stories that I hear from your 20s. And it's Mm -hmm. that thread that still continues like at at 31. Mm -hmm. I I still feel that you're serving the single women that work for you (laughs) Tallulah, and you're serving your friends and you're serving your community. And I think we, we really live in a world where serving yourself has become put on a pedestal. And while yes. I do not, I, I'm not a person that's going to sit here and say like, just, you know, completely give everything that you have. Right. Right. Of yourself. In order do, to give, you have to be full. Absolutely. And I totally believe mm-hmm. in that cliche. Like you've got to have some water in your bucket to pour it out. I do. Yes. I yes. do believe me that. too. However, I think that the scales have been tipped a little bit in the direction of self-serving. And I think it came mm-hmm. along with the front facing camera and social media. And I think it's 
Mm-hmm. Something that a lot of people don't even think of and everybody, everybody falls mm-hmm. into, I fall into it too. However, if we could just look up from our phones and out, mm-hmm. I love it that you just mentioned like a, a grandparent too. Mm-hmm. So many people forget about the wisdom of those older generations. Oh and my like, gosh. You don't need to look for a meme on TikTok from a 20 something year old that's teaching while learning. Like, right. Yes. Teaching while learning, Mallory. That is so important. And I feel like we live in a world right now where people are teaching as they're learning. I, I am. I am somebody who is teaching parenting while I'm learning. Like if I'm sharing my parenting models or whatever, I am learning them as I'm going, but we forget that we have grandparents and we have all of these people with wisdom and I don't know. Social media they, can just yeah. cloud a lot. I don't know lot. how to use TikTok. If they knew how to yeah. use TikTok, we would all have it figured <laughs> out. Okay. Because my grandpa and the, the chapter that I want you to read first, when you sit down to read my book, is called Endangered Species. And I oh, wrote that chapter wow. in 30 minutes straight. No, about the wisdom from the older yeah. generation. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Did you already read that one? Did I already tell you to read it? No, not yet. Okay. No, so not read yet. that. Cha- that's what I talk about in that chapter. And, you know, I grew up on a farm. You have a family business and you're around your family all the time. I grew up on this yeah. farm where my grandparents' home was in the center. All my cousins yeah. were around oh, on all this so land. Cool. Like it's very compoundy, but it's, you know, it was an amazing way to grow up. And we were always pointed back to the center, pointed back to our grandparents. Every year, we would sit around my grandparents and hear the same stories, watch the same slideshow presentation, how they met when they got married, about their they, the bank wanted them to file for bankruptcy when the hogs died and they didn't. And like all these stories. It's something that my family was always very intentional about and that I'm trying to be intentional about with my family. Because, man, if we could all just, there are people out there that know the answers. Mm-hmm. We could ask the right people, take the time to ask the right people, because it might take your grandparents a little bit longer to tell you than a 15 second meme on Instagram. Yeah, we could ask the right yeah. people for the answers. And if we could ask ourselves for, for the answers, I think a lot of people would be much happier than they are now. And, yeah, uh, me too. But I think that that goes back to what we were talking about before we just started the podcast, but comparison mm-hmm. and uh, we live in a world with social media where you see the best of everybody's lives and you want to take parts of their lives or have parts of their lives or whatever it may be. And comparison to me is the thief of joy. Like I fully believe that. Mm -hmm. And if we, (laughs) we're comparing to these imaginary lives sometimes and not all social media is like that because I feel like you and I, we really do try our best to share all aspects of life. And like we said, there are certain things that you just can't, you just flat out can't share. But if really, if we took the screens down and we looked behind some of these doors, I'm not sure that we would be comparing yeah. like we, like we have been, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. And like, you know, it's, it's very cliche. People are always like, don't compare yourself to somebody else's highlight reel. And I'm like, okay, right. I'm going to take that a step further. Actually, it's not even their highlight reel. Sometimes it is curated content, yes. it's curated content that yes. they have created that yes. looks really good. That might not even be a part of their lives. And you have to remember right. that, you know, if I'm showing you me cooking cookies with the boys. Sometimes it's like the real cooking of the cookies and it's the mess. Yes. But yes. sometimes I cooked the dough the night before I did my makeup fully. I put my weed right. and I took a picture of me doing the cookies. So the right. time you're doing the cookies. You remember that like I, you saw my photo shoot of doing the cookies. Yes. Not my real doing the cookies. Not you the real the cookies. Yes. You have to, you have to re-remind yourself of that every single day because right. I think that comparison is is very hard on social media, but also just looking away from it is very hard. Right. And I like it right. how you will literally delete the app on your phone some weekends yes. and you say like, no, it's no, because isn't it funny how it's so automatic? It's a very automatic. Oh, have you ever deleted it. the app? I've never deleted the app. <gasps> okay. Are you not afraid? So, You're not going to be able to log back into your account. Can you so no. tell me about how you, you delete the app? <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't done it in a few months, 
But if I ever just fall off the face of the earth on Instagram, it's most likely because I've deleted the app from my phone because I have seen something, whether it's in my kids, in my marriage, in my life, to where the balance is off. Yeah. And I need, I just need to go and focus on the important things. And that's okay. And it's not, oh my gosh, like I'm in a fight with my husband or I'm something terrible has happened. It's just, hey, I just need to go focus on my people yeah. and I'll be back. So when I do that, if I don't delete the app, it's like you said, it's an automatic yeah. flip of the thumb. Yeah. You just tap and scroll. And wow. I'll check out of your life. Yes, checked out. Even if you're like sitting in the bathroom or if you're walking through to go upstairs or whatever, you just automatically click and look. So I have to delete the app so that I don't. Because even if I'm not posting, I'm scrolling. Yeah. Even if I'm not posting, I'm scrolling. Yes. Yeah. Right? And it's so much time. We, when we When we, 50 years down the road, when we look back at our lives, if we could like be just a little bird in the sky looking oh, down. Oh gosh. I, I don't even know. want to. I know. I would think get off. In the backyard on our phone. Yes. Our kids are playing. And it's yes. so hard. It's so hard yes. to look away it from it. It is hard. Especially when you have DMs and conversations that you want to fulfill. Like I don't have an assist, an, an assistant who does uh-huh, uh-huh. my messages. Oh, I know. I know. So, <laughs> I, know. I, I understand. Yeah. We, and it we did, weighs on me. Yeah. We did this event this last weekend and someone said to me, your people are so nice. Like they got me a, a ticket to the closet sale. And I was like, Kristen, I was like, that was me. That was, that was me. She was like, it was you? And I'm like, yes. If you're talking yes. to someone on my social media account, yeah. it's me. You're talking to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. So, so if I have the app and if, if I see messages popping in or whatever, I'll just casually answer. So you just got to delete the app, yeah. take it off your home screen, and you will be shocked. And even if it's only for 48 hours, like nothing's going to change. My mom always says, Get, just, you know, turn your phone off for the weekend. Everything will be there when you come back. Okay, Don't worry. So yeah. If you catch yourself, if you do take it off, even just for a weekend and you catch yourself going, you'll, it, it will blow your mind how often you go to go click to it do, and it's yeah. not there. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I think that that's another thing, even like with marriages and if you are dating or your kids, whatever, like knowing that stories we'll still be there 24 hours later. And it's just easy to get caught in like the scroll. Yeah. But I hate that because our lives are on Instagram. So I, know. And, I, and, I always want it to be a positive thing. It, and, it, and it is, I think it is as long as you keep it in balance. And yes. that's what you're striving to do. We are, yes. we are, there are certain things that we are in the middle of that we're sharing. However, yeah. I, I don't think that, I think that's a perfect tool and a perfect reminder to people that if things seem a little bit off, check back into your life to see what's off. And in order to do that, sometimes you just got to delete the app from your phone and go to your grandparents' house. Okay. If they are still living. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, okay. I want to, I want to end the podcast talking about two different things. I really, really love the direction that you just went in when you talked about go and serve someone. And I especially mm-hmm. like it in the current climate of social media. And of, mm-hmm. a lot of people did ask the question of like, what do you think about other influencers and the certain and the way that yeah. things are? I, yeah. I personally believe in the good of, in all people. And I don't think right. any influencer is trying to dupe you. I just think that maybe if they're promoting a product that you're like, that's a crap product. Maybe they have gotten caught up in trying to provide for their family. Maybe they yes. don't realize the ramifications. I truly don't believe that they're out to do anything bad. I just think sometimes you get lost in the spin of things. Yeah. I tr- I have vowed not to do that in my social media. And, and it's something that you have to keep reminding yourself of when people offer to pay you a lot of, a lot of money for something that you don't use. I, I just yeah. understand it. But this, so, yeah, you know, the whole idea of the culture of the influencer, I feel like people want to hate on influencers lately. And I, I think there's so much good in influencers. Me too. I think with any job, there's good and there's bad. Yes. Yes. And I, integrity is literally like 
one of in- integrity, loyalty, and honesty are truly like three character traits that I that are so important to me that I hope to instill in my kids like more than anything along with kindness, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of, you know, with this like exposing influencers thing, I think some of the ex- exposing is good. I think exposing needs to happen on and all things in life. You know, if there's bad happening, you need to bring it to light integrity is so important to me that I expect that of everybody else. I expect that of my friends. If, Mm -hmm. if I'm a loyal friend to you, I expect the same. And I think that gets abused just like with anything, any job there, there's good and bad, right? Mallory, like (laughs) there is. is. So I don't know. It's a hard one because I don't want to hate on influencers because I, I agree. I, they yes. mean well and they don't. And a lot of people are doing a really great job. There are a lot of really yes. amazing influencers out there that like I feel uh, I feel true authenticity yes. from. Yeah. You are one of them and always have been one of them that Thanks. I you know who else I really like watching that I feel true authenticity from is Dee Dee, the dress up buttercup. Oh yeah, I love I th- Dee. I just love I don't really know her that well. Like we're talking DMs everyone. She seems authentic to me and I also think that sometimes though, like we talked about at the beginning of the pod- podcast, toxic positivity, toxic authenticity is a thing too, because if somebody's getting yes. on the stories every day and saying like, this is me being authentic. Like if you just be authentic, yes. if you yes. to tell me you're yes. authentic, like what, but if, why are you yes. going to tell me if you are being <laughs> no, I, I know exactly I, what I, you mean. Or, or sometimes I feel like it's like, you know, the more you complain, the realer you are. But I don't find that to be true. Yeah. Like we can all find things to complain about, but what if we just try to find the good, what you know? We, yeah, and what if I just, I, on my account, shared lighter, more positive yes. things? What if I don't want to talk about politics on here? Right. It's okay. Okay. Right. Right. It's okay because there are accounts that will dive into yes. things that make them happy to exactly. talk about. But it's okay also for people to show up in different ways. And I think people can see the people can see the truth shining through in, in you in a million different ways. And um, I think you do you. a really amazing job of that. But I really love what you were saying while I go about the about service and and serving. And you very much are serving through what you're doing now. <clears throat> but I want to circle back to the reminder that. It's because you said hard no's, you said Mm -hmm. unsure yeses, Mm -hmm. you listen, you got quiet enough, you deleted the app enough (laughs) to listen to the voice of God (laughs) speaking to you. Yeah. And you have arrived to a place that a lot of people want to emulate. And I think a lot of people can emulate that are listening to this podcast. I, I believe, and I tell people this all the time. I believe that anybody can can do exactly what I'm I'm doing. I do. I mm-hmm. believe people Absolutely. have different talents, talents, but yes, I, I believe anybody that really wants to do this can can do this. One of my best yeah. friends, uh, Sean Johnson, did the Olympics. She's like, I believe anybody can be an Olympian. I believe it's a mental. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, really? I don't know about that, but <laughs> I think I could like do it now. I was like, Kyle, I'm going to do the gymnastics this year at the Olympics. Sean said I could do it. Yeah, no. It's like, well, there's an age thing. (laughs) But I do believe that if you can focus your life in the right direction, it'll move in the right direction. But you have to be a person to focus and you can't just be on cruise control, not paying attention to anything with blinders on, complaining all the time and focusing on the negative and down the rabbit holes of all the bad happening in the world. I think if you turn your face to the, toward the sunlight, it's going to keep pouring into your life. Yeah. And I, again, when, with that, the comparison thing, I'm huge on blinders. I'm huge on staying in my lane. Even when, you know, like a year ago and like, it was like giveaway craze on Instagram. I know we were all in the same text together where people, can we do six at one time? And we're like, no. no, and with people, the, the other thing that gets me is people are like, are these real? And I'm like, do you want to see yes. how much money I spend? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, they're real. So it's just, yeah, it's just, 
in my life, I like to stay in my lane, whether, you know, that's on my Instagram account, whether that's with Tallulah, even at home, like there are things David is good at. There are things I'm good at. Stay in my lane. And with comparison, it's easy to jump out of your lane. And I feel like with Tallulah, that's been something for me because you see a lot of girl bosses, boss babes. Who like the term girl boss? Yeah, we just wish just take the girl off of it. We're just the boss. I know, just be a boss. Yeah, just, you don't have to. Or don't even just start a business and run it. Yeah, you don't have to call yourself anything. Just be Maddie. <laughs> be who you are. Especially in the boutique world, it was really difficult for me to see early on. Like, oh, we did. 50 bazillion dollars this year in sales and we have a 99,000 square foot warehouse and I have 800 employees and all these things and I I feel like that's like what every woman is striving for right now to Little just have rich. this yes exactly to have this mega uh-huh. thing and if we just can keep our blinders on and stay in our lane I've from day one, I've done Tallulah my way. And it's kind of, and it's kind of a weird, like we've done things oddly and we have our launches and I take pictures at my mom's house. Like I never wanted it to be this mega business. And I had to stay in my lane and I had to focus on that and like stay true to that when it was really easy to just compare and see people hiring a million employees and using all these influencers and marketing teams and all of that. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm going to stay true to what I believe Tallulah is. So in your life, you will have to, you know, whatever that is, if you want to be an influencer, if you want to start a business, do it, but stay in your lane, know what that is. Yes. And, and stay true to that. Stay true to yourself and your heart and your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very, very true. Buckets. Yeah. Okay. And then this is my very last <laughs> question. Actually, you, you okay. talked about service a lot on this, which I really like because it's very different than the first podcast that we did. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of girl boss and like, you know, everything's about me and like, I'm yes. the number one person in the whole universe. Yes. I, I would like to take a step back and peel back a layer because a lot of people ask this question, which I loved that a lot of people ask this question because I feel yeah. like they see it shining through you. How do you serve your family? How do you be a servant in your home? Oh, gosh. I hope David's not listening. (laughs) Just kidding. I just looked out the window to make sure the the person that I'm going to have to serve, if he hears this, isn't in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I really believe that there's a way to find the instances in your life where you put yourself Mm -hmm. second that can be so Mm -hmm. life-giving. Are you a love language person? Yes, my love language I think is gifts. <laughs> Are you serious? I love that's an easy one. That's good. It's Free a terrible one. one. It's like Diamond. materialist. <laughs> this is probably like quality time or affirmation words. Mine, mine's words of affirmation. Of but so funny. It's words of affirmation from David. No, and but not anybody else. Anybody else can give me words of affirmation, and it means nothing. Yeah. But like. David gives me me words of affirmation. I'm like, love you so much. Words of affirmation are are big to us. And David and I did it early on when we were dating. And I feel like mine have kind of changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like maybe now mine are acts of service a little bit. Yeah. But learning my kids' love languages has been cool. And Easton, yeah, Easton's is 100%, a million percent quality time. Quality time. I think that's words too. And I can see it in him, like when we haven't had that quality time and either, you know, he's asking for David more than he's asking for me, or he wants to go see Allie and Papa, my parents. Mm-hmm. And I can just kind of tell, like, he's like, mom, you haven't really given me that quality time that I need. So serving him is giving him quality time and putting away the work or whatever. Noah's love language is physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that just in your story. She's always all up on you. Yeah. She just loves to be snuggled. So for her, Aww. it's like just making sure that I know she feels loved and snuggled and Aww. stuff like that. But David's <laughs> is literally acts of service. And that's a hard one for me because yeah. I'm not 
like a Betty homemaker. Mm-hmm. And I know you are. Like David would love you cooking chili well, and I think Kyle, I don't think Kyle's is acts of service. I think his is quality time and I'm just kind of like, physical touch. I ain't got the time. No, actually, yes, his probably number one is physical touch. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. And that too, I'm like, I ain't got the time. I, the time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but David, I struggle. I struggle with acts of service. It's really hard for me. So I've had to learn to like give him a head rub or, you know, or take the time to like order the right groceries so that I can cook something or, you know, just little things. It's it's really hard for me though to do acts of service. I don't know why, because I'm such a server, like I have such a servant's heart, but it's difficult for me to like find those little acts of service. Literally, sometimes I'll Google acts of service. That I, I love that though, because that is an example to people listening of something that is challenging to you that a lot yes. of people will be like, this is hard for me. I'm going to go to his second love language. Yes. Yes. But and sometimes I do that. Me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely like not filling his cup right now. Yes. So I need to go and let me go Google some acts of service real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you just got to Google things. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to Google things to do for us. <laughs> yes. I do. I love that though, Maddie, because it just takes you out of that focus of self. And especially if it's a challenge to meet someone's love language, it's even more of a gift to give. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. believe that you receive it back um, Mm -hmm. in your marriage and in your family. But I, I do believe in the culture of me. Um, Mm -hmm. We forget about us. We forget about him. We forget about them. And you're such a beautiful reminder. And I hope to be too, that you are um, family. And spending time with your family and quality time and learning mm-hmm. how to serve mm-hmm. in people outside of yourself, especially the ones in your own home, is a really beautiful thing. Community mm-hmm. is amazing. And every single social justice thing that everybody's been on, I think, is so amazing. And the light that's been shined is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I also think we can't forget about the light we need to shine in our own homes. Yes. That community. What's that um, quote that says? Was the Mother Teresa quote, the best job in your life you can do is love the people in your home or something oh, like that. Most a, important job. Yeah. That's a good one. And Jack and Kennedy I fully believe that. that. Like if you fail at raising your children, you failed at everything or something like yes, that. Yes. That's the I most just, important thing. So important. I'm, that's the, such a perfect note to end this on. So yeah. when you get off of this podcast, you know, think of the people around you that you can serve that Maddie's reminded us today and Google it if you can't figure it out. (laughs) Ask Google how, Lord, I don't know what'll come up on Google (laughs) when you type that in. But, you know, serve the, and your children and, and it doesn't have to be some elaborate act of service. It doesn't have to be the balloon archway that you see that and I do sometimes. That's part of what we do because like aesthetic is, it looks good in the squares. It's it's one of my love languages. It, the balloon arches are Maddie's love. Yeah. <laughs> Parties are one of my love language, 100%. Good. COVID really messed me up in that. So I'm glad we're oh, yeah. running again. Yeah. I think that you have served me today and so many listeners, oh, just like you did with the first one. And I'm very grateful for your friendship and that you came on and shared this today. That is a, a beautiful act of service that you've had to spend time that you probably didn't have to do. So thank you. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.